0: Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host,
2: Chris
3: Plank. Welcome into a very special edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. It's the tailgate for a Friday, and we have two great guests with us, Kenny Mossman and Jason Leonard, who, I don't know, Kenny, could we say two of the busiest guys on campus with the implementation of name, image, and likeness over the last couple of days?
2: We're among the busy, put it that way. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and Jason, I really appreciate your time from a compliance point of view. The uh, OU compliance Twitter feed has very much been on point the last couple of days. So thank you guys very much. Kenny, let, let me start with you first and foremost. Can you take us through the groundwork that was laid with the foundry and how really from a, a, an athletics perspective, you guys really tried to get out in front of this, didn't you?
2: Well, I think for a lot of the public, this is a fairly recent change, and and yet it's one that's been on our horizon for a long time. So we've had a year, if not a little bit more than a year, to start preparing for this. And we did take advantage of that and started looking at the various aspects of what NIO is going to introduce to us. And we're still learning that even today, but I think over that year, uh, we we did make some decisions about preparation. Um, I always tell people it kind of fits into three buckets. There's so the compliance piece that uh, has now landed on Jason's desk where, you know, we still have rules compliance and state law compliance that we have to monitor. <clears throat> and then there's an education piece and we wanted to have a very robust education program. And we have done that. And, uh, and then the third piece is what role can we play? It's a limited role, but what role can we play in helping our athletes build their brands so that they become attractive on an NIL platform? And, uh, so we, that, that sounds fairly simple, but it's a, it's a long process that required a lot of work. And, and so uh, Jason and I and others in our department have spent a lot of time over the last year getting ready.
3: Jason, from your perspective on the compliance side, which is where I think there uh, probably are as, as many questions as anywhere. Wh- what are some of the early challenges that you have been facing in the most recent 24, 48 hours of the implementation of this?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been quite a challenge, obviously, when it comes to the compliance operation, it's, it's our responsibility to protect the institution and also to protect the student athletes at our institution. And so uh, in looking at NIL, we really thought we would have some governance, some legislation from the NCAA, something that we could, you know, kind of hang our hat on. When we developed the state law in Oklahoma, uh, the thought when we put that together and, you know, got it approved by the governor uh, was that there would be some backdrop of NCA legislation. And unfortunately there's not. So we are pretty much doing the best that we can with Oklahoma state and, and Tulsa within the state of Oklahoma on figuring out the law and different transactions, different, you know, fact patterns on what's permissible and what's not permissible. Again, the the, the law in Oklahoma was developed based on the, the thought of having, you know, NCA bylaw and, and we have nothing at all so that's been it's been a challenge we've been really at it the last you know week and then i'm sure that we'll continue to be at it and you know trying to help out our student athletes over the next who knows how long
3: and then i guess kind of to, to dovetail off that kenny that's the interesting side because when jason says helping the student athletes we're very limited in what we can truly do to help them on this outside of just you know educating them it's not like kenny mossman can go out and help them procure deals or anything of that nature right
2: that's right. And uh, we can't hire the representation for them or, or steer them in any specific direction as it comes to uh, retaining representation. Um, we, we can be involved up to a point but it's certainly going to be an arms length uh, relationship this what this does is it really opens up an opportunity for them to have some earning power. Um, it's not our role to go out and strike those deals. Uh, in fact, we can't do that but um, but it does open up the opportunity for them to go into the marketplace aggressively, as some of them have done, and uh, and try to foster those deals.
3: Jason, uh, and one thing that has kind of, I guess, really leveled it down for someone like me to better understand it. Essentially, the rules are what they can't get paid for doing uh, nothing, and then you can't get paid as an enticement to go to a certain school is that about the only framework we truly have from the ncaa on this
1: yeah you know it's funny the, the ncaa guidance as of a couple of days ago was that you know follow your state law well you know 50 different states 50 different state laws in some states that don't have a law at all and so um, I think that the parameters or what I like to use is those bowling alleys that, that pop up when you roll a ball for a young kid to stay in between is that you don't want to have inducements. You don't want to you know, have a kid come play at your institution and get paid just to come play at your institution. And then when they're there, you, they, if they are, are deals uh, with whoever, boosters and the like, you want to make sure that they're actually doing the work performed. The, the work that is actually performed is the you know, fair market rate. So I think that when it comes to enforcement and looking at, you know, the the parameters of what is permissible uh, other than, you know, within our particular state law, I think enforcement is looking at making sure that they're we're not paying for players to come work uh, or play at our institution.
3: So I guess then the question that would be off that Kenny is how do we and can we ensure that everybody's following these rules and it doesn't create an uphill battle for our coaches when it comes to recruiting with issues like this? Well,
2: you know, you can't ensure that um, for a couple of reasons. One is you're counting on everybody to, to behave ethically. And we know that the human race isn't perfect when it comes to that. Uh, the second thing is the state laws aren't all the same. Uh, as Jason mentioned, there's the uh, there was the anticipation of what we normally get from the NCAA, which is fairly distinct rules. Um in this case, it's really kind of defaulted back to the state laws. And while they many of them have some similarities, they're not all the same. So. Um, so, no, I don't Right as it says right now, if you're saying, will it be an absolutely perfect level playing field? Uh, no, there will be some nuances and some differences from one school to the next and one state to the next.
3: So I guess then in that and, and Kenny, I'll just bounce this right back to you real quick. For everybody involved in this, is it a matter of just being fluid and and, in constant education and and constantly trying to evolve and change in in what's out there right now? Yeah, I think it is.
2: And and I think, and I mentioned this to someone recently, we've learned as much as we can up to now, but the the learning curve really starts now uh, because now we're going to see it actually go into practice. And I hope that doesn't mean we're playing catch up. That certainly won't be our intention but we're going to learn a lot over the next weeks, uh, months, and, and maybe the first year or two of this, we're going to learn an awful lot. And I think a lot will play out uh, for the NCAA as well. We'll start to figure out, okay, where do those buffers need to be? And where are the problem areas where we had unintended consequences? And, uh, and so now as an industry and as a profession, we've, we've got to pay very close attention, learn as much as we can, and then uh, make modifications, reasonable modifications, and, and not limiting modifications if we can avoid it, but make those changes as we go
3: forward. So, Jason, then in that, in the kind of protection side of things from the compliance angle, the rules are what, it, as we just laid out, the two major things you know, follow state law, and then you're not enticing someone to come to school and you're not paying someone for doing nothing, but you know. You, the booster's role in this is kind of interesting because they can support a client. I mean, what what are some of the rules as far as the different endorsement opportunities and what they can and can't do right now?
1: Yeah, Chris, we uh, we posted this on our Twitter feed. We developed a policy and procedure at the University of Oklahoma that you know developed some guidelines for our student athletes to follow. I think that you know just in terms of buckets of looking at things, the 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 mark of OU, the brand of OU, is something that is for the most part off limits for the student athletes to utilize. Uh, I think that when it comes to boosters, that's an area that we're continuing to look at and I'm sure will evolve. I think when you look at NIL, everybody thought that July 1st was kind of a, a deadline, but I think as Kenny mentioned, it's more of a starting point for us and uh, we will continue to address those issues and those deals as they come across our desk. The way it works right now, we have a third party software company and the student efforts are required to disclose anything and everything that they're going to utilize in terms of benefiting from their name, image, likeness. And we have the responsibility in the compliance department of making sure that those deals fit within the state legislation. And we're doing that now uh, every day, you know, seven days a week. So I get it. Let issue. me, oh, me add something
2: yeah. there real quickly. Sure. Um, Jason's staff has been terrific in working with, with our staff, the uh, external side, and all that information he just referenced is also at Soonersports.com. So if there are fans, um, business people who want to learn more about what the NIL policy is at OU, if they'll go to Soonersports.com, they'll find that full listing that Jason just referenced, and his staff was instrumental in helping us get that
3: information uh, nailed down and posted. That's, it's, it's an incredible resource. And again, we urge you to check it out at Soonersports.com.
0: Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in North Buck, Illinois.
3: All right. This might be a little inside baseball, but I'm curious. The process, Kenny. Um, I get a, a soda company that calls me or whatever it might be, a tea company, whomever. What's then that process for, say, a student athlete to be able to truly accept that endorsement? And how are you guys involved in that?
2: Well, uh, Jason probably is better qualified, but let me see if I can take a run in it, then he can correct. (laughs) Um, They will uh, go through the software that he just described, Influencers, the company that we worked with, and they will submit that opportunity for review by the compliance staff. The compliance staff will then take a look at that. We've asked them to give us at least 72 hours, if not more, uh, to make sure we get a good thorough look at it. Uh, the compliance staff will review it to make sure that it falls within the parameters of the of the NIL rules and the state law of Oklahoma. And then they'll, those athletes will get notification back again through the same software of whether that, um, whether that opportunity was approved or denied. How'd I do, Jason?
1: Oh, I'd give you 100% on
2: that. Yeah, did,
1: <laughs> did wonderful. Right? And you know, in this day and age, I think that it's probably worth mentioning, you know, Influencer is the third party vendor that we're using it, and they've been wonderful uh in terms of helping us to navigate this nil conundrum Uh, but it's all through their apps it's all through their phones Uh, they have the responsibility uh, either their agents marketing agents etc or they the student athletes have the responsibility to disclose all deals and that's one of the things that we've hammered home with all of our student athletes is that you have to disclose for us to do a good job in the compliance operation Uh, In terms of making sure it's permissible, you have to disclose all the deals, and so they have the ability to do that, you know, twenty four seven because it's an app on their phone, and so they're doing that.
3: You know, Kenny, one thing that's interesting to me is now for student athletes that balance of time, you know, and I think that's that's where like an influencer comes in, the the what you're using because it's hard enough to be a student athlete. Um, because you've got to, you're fighting for your job, you're fighting for your spot on the team, you're constantly training. Then there is school. What kind of resources have you guys, and are you guys allowed to help to better understand the best balance of time so this doesn't become all-consuming for, for athletes? I
2: think you hit the nail on the head. That's why we contracted with a company that can help us do this. For most of the student-athletes, the opportunities are, are going to be a reasonable enough number that they're going to be able to do this themselves. And, and they can just use the, the tools that we've provided. For some, and, and we've already seen some, launch some uh, uh, relationships with representatives, they'll need that, frankly, because uh, it could become such a drain on their time that they wouldn't be able to keep up with studies and, and sports and, and a personal life. So um, for most of them, I think what we've provided is enough. Uh, For those who are going to have more opportunities and more distractions, they're going to need some assistance. And I think we've seen a number of our athletes already identify the people who will serve that role for them.
3: I think there's a curiosity too, Kenny, you you deal in external. Um, We have the arm of Sooner Sports Properties, which runs the radio network and obviously there's Sooner Vision with TV involved. How does a potential student athletes endorsement uh, Affects say p- partners that OU currently has with say SSP and SoonerVision. Uh, we don't know that yet.
2: I, you know, I think there could be some um, conflict there. I really right. don't anticipate a lot. I really don't. Um, to me, uh, the audiences that people are trying to reach when they uh, contract with us for advertising, whether it's in the stadium or on one of our uh, telecasts, what a, a radio broadcast. Um, that's a very specific audience that they're trying to reach. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think we're going to see a lot of conflict and shifting revenue as a result of this. But um, a year from now, I may come back to you and say, "Well, there was more impact than I anticipated." But, but that's that's where I am today. I think, yeah, there could be some. I I, I don't think it's going to be a lot.
3: And and that again. That, that speaks to what we talked about earlier, Kenny. We're still in a learning process with this in a lot of ways, right? We're still kind of waiting to see what this is going to look like in two days, three days, a week, a month, a year from now.
2: In practically every facet of it, you know, and, and that gets into areas of, you know, team chemistry. How's it going to affect that? It, I mean, this, it's more than just the business side of it. There's a, there's a very human element to this as well.
3: All right. A couple more and I'll let you guys get out of here. And I can't even begin to tell you how appreciative I know that I am and I, Sooner Nation is of your time and your hard work on this. Uh, Jason, what's, what's the best advice that we can give to fans out there right now? It's like, hey, we, we want to try to help, but also you don't want to get in a position where you, you put anyone at risk. I mean, as fans, it's just follow them on social media, and that's about the best advice we can give, right?
0: yeah I think
1: I think that's part of it Chris but I think the other part of it is is that you know our compliance operation has been very active over the many years and we are always available to answer any questions from our student athletes our administration our institution or even our fans and so I think this is just another area that we have you know involved in with the NCA and with the Olson decision which is which is a good it's a good opportunity for the student athletes but I think it kind of hammers home the responsibility of our members, including fans that hey, if you have questions, just reach out to the compliance operation because we're available and we don't, we might not have all the answers right now, but uh, we'll give you the best answer that we have and, and just make sure that you stay in contact with us and, you know, follow our, our Twitter feed or whatever you need to, to answer those questions that you have.
3: And then Kenny, two more quick ones from you and I'll let you get out of here. Number one is, is there say a drop dead time? In other words, if we're talking softball, are they able to have these deals pop up throughout the season or does a negotiating window stop at a certain point once the season starts? Is there a, a time frame involved when you can and can't be involved with getting these deals done?
2: No, they're open. They're open for business. And so th- they will be, you know, they'll have to manage their time to, in season, probably a little bit differently, but uh, no, there's, there's, there are no cutoff dates, no deadlines. And then of
3: course, hey, I, I oh, go ahead, Jason.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, Chris, I'll just add a little bit onto that because there are some restrictions. I mean, our student athletes are here first to be students and we all know that and they all know that. So we have put within our policy procedure, CARA, Rara and Vera, which I know that that's probably something that most of the audience doesn't know, but the student athletes won't be able to miss class for these deals. And when they are on those times, Cara Rivera, which is typically like a game or a postseason, I'm sorry, not postseason, but post-game conference, et cetera, those are institution time, and they're defined by the NCAA. Deals won't be able to occur during those times, just at a very high level.
3: So in other words... Um, Chris Plank won't be able to miss practice because he has a signing somewhere or something of that nature. Am I am I kind of understanding that correctly?
1: That's exactly <laughs> right, Chris. Uh, what sport are you participating yeah. in, by the way? <laughs>
3: Left out. That's kind of the sport <laughs> I'm participating in. Uh, yeah. And then and, and then finally, Kenny, people can learn about the Foundry. It's to to help enrich the student athlete's you know entire portfolio, but I think also in that fans, and I brought this up to Jason, they want to help in some way, shape, or form. They always do, but it's just about continuing to be a fan, right? I mean, follow yeah. them on social media, go to games, buy tickets. That's how you help.
2: That's no doubt, Chris. And, and uh, I know some have always wanted to go beyond that, but honestly, those are the areas where if you can stay in those lanes, uh, you're going to have a great experience following our program. You're going to help us remain compliant. And if you get in a position where you want to do something that's a bit beyond that, if you want to Uh, get involved in uh, using athletes for business purposes, then as Jason said, um, don't take anything for granted. Uh, Go through the right procedures. Go through Jason's office. They're extremely thorough. um, And we can put people in the right position to do all of this, but do it compliantly so we don't risk anybody's eligibility.
3: Uh, And I said one more, but this goes from making money. I think it's really cool, too, for these student athletes because they'll continue to learn about things that I didn't learn about till after college, Kenny, because it'll be about, hey, how to properly save, understanding tax laws, different things of that nature. It's going to be almost like a whole nother college course for them, right? Yeah, I'm
2: excited for them. They get to learn how to pay income taxes. i ought to be a blast. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. They just fast forwarded into adulthood if they weren't already
3: there. Love it. Kenny, thank you so much for your time. Jason, you guys keep up the great work. And I can't thank you enough for giving us plenty of time on something that we're still learning a lot about, but I feel a lot more educated today. Thanks again.
2: Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.
3: Appreciate it.
0: This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by
3: Riverwind. Home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards, Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.